The Atlantic hurricane season starts on June 1st, but your preparations should already be underway. I'm your host, Brian Fawcett, and this is IT Availability Now, the show that tells stories of business resilience from the people who keep the digital world available. For a broad swath of businesses on the Gulf Coast and up and down the East Coast, the hurricane season from June through November can be a time of massive disruption. Last year was the most active season on record with 30 named storms, and it was the fifth costliest with more than $60 billion of damage. If your business lies in any hurricane-prone area, there are certain precautions you should take to ensure your employees are safe, your data is protected, and your business keeps running. And some of them you need to act on right now, months before the season even starts. So here today to walk us through these steps is Garish Dadge, Senior Director of Product Management at SunGuard AS. Welcome to the show, Garish. Thanks for having me, Brian. So we are still months away from hurricane season, but there's plenty that companies should be doing to prepare right now. Where should their focus? Uh, where should they focus their efforts? Yeah, there's a lot of time that we have on our hands, and this is the best time to prepare ourselves, right? So the three major things to focus on is getting a disaster recovery plan that's up to date, tested, and ready to be activated in a moment's notice. Second, you're gonna take care of your data. That's the most critical part, and that's what you want to make sure that is readily available when you declare a disaster. And the third, and the most important, the critical part of any business or any organization is the people part, is how making sure that they know what their roles and responsibilities are, and what is the way of communicating with each other in case an unfortunate event happens. Okay, so let's dig into each of these a bit. What do you need to consider in your DR plan around hurricanes? So the first thing that goes into DR planning is going to be about the applications, the applications your your business runs on. You need to classify what is your mission-critical applications and what are your business-critical applications. How much data loss can you afford and how much downtime can you afford? Based on these, you want to identify and classify your applications. For example, a payment system is probably going to be more critical than an HR system. Second, you're going to develop at least three tiers of priority so that you know what is your recovery time objective and what is your recovery point objective by each application and by each tier. Last, you want to map those applications to the underlying asset so you know that There is a critical component that you depend on, for example, like a fax machine or a printer. It could be an application that depends on a modem, for example. So you want to know what infrastructure that you are dependent on. On this as well, right? This is one thing to remember is don't depend on the plan that you had for what you had for last year. This should be an ongoing process. IT applications and infrastructure organically evolve. So, so should your recovery plan evolve with new priorities, new data, new dependencies. So make sure that you have at least dusted off the old plan that you have and made sure your application dependencies are in place. Okay. So covers your your applications. What about your data? How can companies make sure it's, it's safe when a hurricane hits? Yeah, data is the most important part, right? So any part of disaster recovery is all about how do you make sure that your data is is secure and available. And all that does is to make sure that you know what is your recovery point objective. For most critical data, 
you may want to do a data replication solution. For rest critical data, you may want to look at backup systems. It's important to know where your backups are or what is your data protection mechanism. If they are in the same building as your office or even in the same city, it's going to be vulnerable in a hurricane. It is convenient to have a disaster recovery solution probably 200 miles away from where your primary data is or from where your primary production data center is. For example, if you're on the East Coast, look for a location on the West Coast and vice versa. Again, as somebody has coded, data is the next generation oil. So be, be very careful in protecting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do people factor into that plan? You know, Who's in charge of the recovery effort if, if you need it? Part of your business continuity and DR plans should define what employees are critical in getting your systems back up and running if you experience an outage. Make sure that those employees understand the roles and responsibilities and are in communication with each other. Second, test frequently and run through various scenarios so when an actual hurricane hits, muscle memory takes over and employees know exactly what to do and are not scrambling for a piece of paper or a piece of communication that was sent you know, in the last six months. Sometimes employees won't, won't be available after an hurricane because they have to take care of their families and friends and, and things around their houses. So think about the concentration risk. What if the core critical group that supports your IT infrastructure sits in an office building? It's all going to be location-wise in a concentrated area. So in those scenarios, many companies also adopt for something that is called disaster recovery as a service that is managed by experts who are available to execute on behalf of you in case of a hurricane or in case of any disaster. Also, you've got to think about for employees who are not able to get back to work. One thing to consider is maybe a mobile recovery solution. Maybe think about giving them you know, a way to get, come to a mobile workplace location or a phone service. It might take days and weeks for services to be restored after a hurricane. So yes, important it is to plan how employees communicate with each other, how employees communicate with their IT systems, and build a plan that encompasses all of them. Great. And so so now you have your DR plan in place and you're, you're taking steps to protect your data and you have a team ready to react. Now what happens when a hurricane actually hits? You know, the one advantage of a hurricane is that we usually have several days of warning before it arrives. Everything we've talked about so far needs to be in place long before a hurricane is in the forecast. But there are some things that you can always do days ahead of the landfall. First, obey all guidance from the authorities. Evacuate if it's necessary and take every precaution to ensure all employees are safe. You should also confirm that your most critical data is safe and not in the path of hurricane. Prepare to execute your DR plan. You might have to declare a disaster and activate business continuity and DR processes. And if that time comes, declare it quickly so that your downtime, you have a lower downtime and you have lower data loss and plus that should result in lower loss of revenue. Once you declare your systems and your applications to your recovery site, communicate with the users about what has happened, what has been done, and what is the way for them 
to connect with the DR location. How successful you are on whether your DR plan is effective and up to date and whether you are planned well enough is dependent on how quickly your team reacted to it and how quickly your employees, your customers are able to reach the DR infrastructure. Yeah, g- good advice there too, to, to have that DR plan set up to be uh, most effective. So let's say you've now declared a disaster. You, you failed over to your recovery site. The hurricane has passed. What's next, right? How do, how do you get back to work? First of all, don't rush into it. You shouldn't go back to your facilities until it's absolutely safe to do so. Again, listen to the authorities and make sure when you get back to the site to actually thoroughly access the damage to the building and make sure that they are structurally sound and that it is safe to turn power on and things like that. If there are widespread power outages and facilities are unavailable, you can activate a workplace recovery site as a place where employees will have power and access to your systems and applications so they keep business running. At certain point, when you have cleaned up and gotten back on your feet, plan for a fail back. And the reason it is important here is, is you almost want to plan for it as a change in your production system. So important to make sure that you use the word again, plan the fail back process, go through those changes, what is going to happen, what is not going to happen, and communicate again with your employees, with your customers, and then execute your failback plan to resume normal operations in your environment. Right. And, and, and from here too, I would, I would imagine this is a good time to look back on, on what worked and what, what didn't. Yeah, exactly. Right. So as I said, I stressed on two things. One is communication with your employees. Other than that, check what application priorities that you had. Are they in line with what you needed? How successful was your data protection strategy? Should you be testing more? Should you be doing different scenario testing? Check that. Again, communication bottlenecks. You will always realize, no matter how good you have been in planning, what was the communication bottleneck? What could you have done better and improve on your communication plan? And this could be with your employees, with your customers, with your stakeholders, and with your partners. Think about, could it have been a better scenario if this was managed by a team of experts that was sitting off-site or off-location and executing it all remotely? Would it be better if we had an office location, a mobile workplace location, or a mobile recovery site could have gotten back all this stuff much more faster for you and would have been better for employees from a reach perspective as well? So those are the things that you've got to look back after every DR event or even actually I would say after every hurricane season. Mm-hmm. So shifting gears a little bit, you know, throughout the, the these podcasts, we talk a lot about the COVID-19 pandemic. How has the pandemic affect these preparations? And, you know, is there anything we've learned from the 2020 hurricane season that businesses should really consider now going into 2021? Oh, yeah. This has been a year that we all learned a lot of things. The first thing was learn and prepare your plans to execute remotely. A lot of our employees are doing their jobs remotely and so should our DR plan be. We should be able to execute an IT disaster recovery plan from a remote location. Second, think about who needs access to the data 
physically in the data center? Is it at most important or can you do everything remotely? Account for concentration risks, right? I mean, like, uh, for example, local lock lockdowns, people going into, you know, uh, community lockdowns. So is there a concentration risk? Because it's not only about your employee, it's about what's happening around him that is going to be making him available to help around during a disaster scenario. And third, communication is important when your team is doing a DR plan or is executing on a DR plan remotely. So plan on that DR communication. What is that particularly that you want to communicate and what is it that you want to hold off on from communicating? Think about the supply chain issues. Right, we learned a lot about in the uh, pandemic scenario what impacts we could have due to a supply chain failure. So ask your partners, ask your supply chain partners what DR solutions or systems they have in place. What is their DR planning? Another thing to do is think about failback. Pre-pandemic, you know that might have been an easier answer. Let's go back to the original site. Now with more businesses doing this hybrid work, more people doing remote work. Is this, a, is this a place, is this a time that you want to think about what can we do transformationally in changing how we have used IT infrastructure? Is now cloud a better place? Is a hosted private cloud a better place for us? A private cloud environment better? Manage disaster recovery a better solution? Now is the time to think about all those and plan for your next DR event or a DR plan. Finally, just want to reiterate one more time the importance of testing. Businesses in 2020 and 2021 look a lot different than they did in 2019. So if you haven't tested your plan in your current circumstance with employees being remote, do it now. What issues need to be ironed out should be done now so that you are prepared for the hurricane season that's coming up. So a lot of lessons learned. Uh, and right now, organizations should be looking at their DR plans and, and testing them, uh, ensuring their critical data is safe, and making sure essential employees know the plan and can quickly execute it. And once hurricane season arrives, it's really about being on standby, making sure everyone is safe and making any last minute adjustments. And then after a storm, it's all about making sure facilities are safe getting uh, employees back to work and, and failing back when you're ready. Grish, thanks for being here. I really appreciate your time. Anytime, Brian. Thanks for having me. Uh, Grish Dadge is Senior Director of Product Management at SunGuard AS. Uh, you can find the show notes for this episode at sunguardas.com slash IT Availability Now. Please subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice to get new episodes as soon as they're available. IT Availability Now is a production of SunGuard Availability Services, and I'm your host, Brian Fawcett, and until next time, stay available.